Hello and welcome to a new CBGS podcast. It's been a week, which means another great episode for you guys. A week, a week has gone already. How I cannot believe it. But it means that we have another great episode for you. I'm here today again with Mr. Waite, and we're going to be giving you a full post-budget rundown, which is going to be the, the theme of this week's podcast. Uh, but we're also going to cover a, a few other things. So, Mr. Waite, has it been a busy week for you this week? I, I don't, you, you don't seem to have been in the office at all. <laughs> I, I, think you, I thought you'd been avoiding me. <laughs> oh, never. A man of such talent, Mr. Robstrom. Uh a few announcements to make this week. Um, uh, it was really good that uh, the first two shows have uh, gone down really well. Uh, we've had some amazing feedback. And in fact, uh, one of uh, my latest chums, Mark Carey, who's a great chap from Kent uh, and a long-standing radio DJ with great connections to the music industry, uh, has asked if he can um, use our podcast for a new business show that he's um, promoting Kent. Oh. Isn't that right, Mr. Armstrong? How exciting. That is certainly some exciting news. Yes, so um, yes, we're very <laughs> pleased about that. Um, first, I ought to say, um, this week's show is uh, sponsored by Odendale Diamonds. I met my good friend Dirk yesterday, um, and uh, it was really good to see him, uh, so I'll give that a little plug. Um, I'd also like to thank the feedback from listeners about uh, what they like and don't like about the show. So you might notice uh, I am talking today more in my normal voice, Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> um, uh, and that is uh, thank you to uh, the formidable and wonderful Shirley Bell of Hampshire Environmental Services. Mm-hmm. Um, Shirley's a, a really good, Shirley and Kevin are great friends of mine, and uh, uh, Shirley's uh, always one to, uh, to to offer uh, really good, proactive, and positive advice. So, uh, so uh, that's what we're doing. Um, Excellent. I think I should keep my. My accent, therefore. Oh, oh you're, you're just outstanding, Mr. Armstrong. I think he's going to give it a bit of an extra dimension, you know. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I suppose I want to answer your question. There's a trouble being in a professional person. You become very skilled in never answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, this do you week, know, yes. Armstrong, I have had meetings in uh, Bristol, Bristol, Abingdon, Abingdon, Wantage, Newbury and London. You've been off gallivanting all over the place. Bloody hell, isn't that, <laughs> isn't that amazing? Fair mm. play to me. Mm. Two meetings in London, in fact. Very good ones as well, I have to say. Uh, very good week for Aspen Waite. Um, mm. In a number of ways, probably probably uh, from, a, from a social point of view, possi- possibly the best week ever in our history. Um, I think in uh, one of the earlier shows, I referred to uh, a business that was in deep trouble because of um, winding up uh, order from HMRC um, in the heads of the valleys, uh, 53 jobs at stake, uh, probably when we met them, 5% chance of success. And um, earlier this week, um, Barclays Bank paid out the, the, the VAT man in full. So uh, we're amazingly proud. I'd like to thank Barclays Bank for their part in this. Uh, and also uh, a huge thank you to my colleague Darren Tolbert for his tireless work with the uh, Customs and Excise and the bank in, in achieving this great success. And to uh, I don't think it's really fair to mention your names, but uh, for you guys in the Valleys, uh, our hearts are with you and we stood in the trench with you and we promised we would and we came through and I'm very proud of that. Excellent news. Yes. Excellent. Splendid. I do feel like crying. Very splendid. Quite emotional. Oh. Uh, on an emotional sense, um, 
There's a, a lady that uh, I, I very much champion called Jenny Lewis, who's, um, as, as my new friend Brian Goodyear said to me uh, two days ago, a force of nature. Uh, she, she is rather cyclonic in nature. I mean, mm. it's, it's rather like... Um, it's rather like being an island and having ten winds to deal with at once rather than just one. But she sent me the most lovely poem, so if you don't mind, I thought I'd read this out. Go ahead, old chap. You seek him here, you seek him there, you seek someone like Paul Waits everywhere. In his sights he will bring that light when all around is gloom. And out from all those murky clouds, when heralding that's true, he'll wrap his wings around you, lest you ever think you loose. With honesty and pride, he'd say, be strong, be proud, your voice be loud, when all around is gloom, because you'll always have Paul Waite standing by for you. Isn't that beautiful? Wow, what a beautiful poem. Oh, that's rather quite touched, Mm. isn't it? It's lovely. It's always very nice when you put hard work in for people. Um, Most of you will know that, so last night, for instance, I um, I probably sent my last business email out probably 11pm. Um, so uh, you know we're, we're we're not the sort of people who uh, go home at five o'clock and forget about our clients' needs. So when people appreciate it, I said this week with together with my formidable young friend Mr. Armstrong to have so much uh, wonderful fan mail mm. and uh, positive uh, reaction to the work we do is um, incredibly rewarding and gratifying. To be honest, absolutely excellent, and it means that we're going to keep bringing this. Good news to you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Mr. Waite, um, are, you, are you happy with that on, on this week's news? Would you like to go now for a full roundup of the budget? Oh, the budget, the okay. Budget, yes. So, uh, it's an interesting what thing. What the key highlights to you, sir? Yes. So, I'd just like to say first, because um, you know, there's a slightly humorous side to this this podcast. Ah, yes. But today it's been rather serious, hasn't it? And mm. probably a bit tearful, actually, is a. Ah, okay, so you'd maybe like to give a rundown of your employment history. What made you say that? That was a very random thing to say. Well, I think it's quite funny, really. Well, yes, as you know, um, I um, most of you will know, uh, I'm renowned for my historical knowledge. And uh, I turn around and I say, King Alfred the Great was born in Wantage. There's two statues, do you know, yeah. of King Alfred in Great Britain, in Wantage and in Winchester. Uh-huh. Anyway... Um, I did want to be a a historian, but I really couldn't see any future in it. (laughs) So um, I then set up a gentleman's hairdresser's shop, but I just couldn't cut it. And uh, and then finally I went into banking, but uh, after a short while I lost interest. (laughs) Anyway, on the subject of the budget... (laughs) I'm glad I made Mr. Armstrong laugh with my very poor humour. It's very good. Um, so I think it was it's interesting to see what what is a budget in Mr. Waite's view. I'll tell you what a budget is. It's a method of worrying before you spend instead of after it. <laughs> That's not a jolly good way of looking at it. Yes. You worry about it before. That's why you would do it. Anyway, um, the budget this week, um, the end of austerity. Uh, so Mr. Hammond says... Um, so the end of austerity, we don't need to worry about there being no money around anymore. Um, so um, probably the, the highlights of the budget were were actually on the spending side, which uh, so mm-hmm. the budget was uh, very lopsided for a Tory government. Uh, the Conservatives are renowned for uh, things like tax cuts, uh, reduced spending, uh, probably... Um, less socially focused than, say, mm. the Labour Party. Uh, but um, 
this this budget was really all about spend, 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 Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Spend, spend, spend. Spend, spend, spend. Yeah, spending the money we don't really have. But there we are. Uh, £20.5 billion on the NHS. Uh, money on, on defence. Uh, roads. £500 million on potholes. Mm-hmm. I have to say, as a cyclist, uh, one of the things I've noticed over my cycling career is the massive deterioration in road surfaces, uh, so uh, which obviously very worrying when you're like me cycling a three thousand two hundred pound Tour de France bike, mm-hmm. you know, with fragile wheels. So, um, yes, yeah, so I think I mean my only concern about the spending side of the budget, which is to some extent welcomed, is um, is that the Conservatives seem to be reacting to what Labour do rather more than putting their own stamp on the world. If you mm-hmm. see what I mean, mm-hmm. Mr. Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, from a taxation point of view, um, it was it was fairly uh, very uneventful. I think that's a, a good word to use. Um, I think uh, I don't know if there are many budgets in my lifetime where literally every single taxpayer is now probably better off. Mm. That's, that was one of the features of this week's budget. Uh, so the uh, basic rate tax allowance went up. Uh, quite considerably one year earlier than uh, had been promised uh, but that also extended to um, to people um, in the basic rate bands before they start paying higher rate tax so um, really everyone from those earning 10 grand to 100 grand uh, is slightly better off at the end of this week mm. so I, I read good. that it affects uh, 95% of taxpayers so well positively I would yeah uh, positively yeah. yes you know for sure um so yeah, that, that, that's very welcome. Um, in terms of real, real sort of eventful, eventful stuff, um, there were some small changes. You know, in my world, obviously, uh, things things like um, taxes that affect businesses are really the thing I'm really looking for. So on the negative side, uh, there was uh, a partial return to an old restriction, uh, which really affects uh, sort of smaller and uh, early stage companies on R and D tax credits where um, the amount paid out for loss-making companies uh, restrict, was res- restricted to three times their um, annual pay as you were in NIC liability. Um, and we do have clients where that will definitely hurt. Um, in most cases, um, it probably won't. But where you have a situation, like we have one particular client, where uh, probably 80% of their R&D spend is on constructing prototypes, this is, this is a piece of legislation uh, that will hurt. And like many things with politicians, they, they've done this because of um, so-called uh, fraud, £300 million of planned fraud, apparently, um, in bogus schemes. But, of course, um, this measure will actually affect real people as well. Mm. So, you know... There's, there's uh, smaller companies who have not, not as many employees. Well, what, you know, what, what often happens when people start up a business is, you know, they, they scrape, beg and borrow from family and they don't have... You know, taxable salaries, so mm. um, you know, that, that is a bit of a shame. Uh, probably the thing in the budget which was was, was really welcome from my point of view was um, cap- the capital allowance on uh, on initial expenditure uh, was increased from the very poor level of two hundred thousand pounds to one million pounds, um, which um, is, which is where it should be really. And, and for many, you know, when you consider small and medium enterprises go up to fifty million turnover. Now, one million pounds of capital expenditure is really neither here nor there. Mm. Now we have clients spending many times that, so um, it's 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 good, but um, it's 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 probably not enough. Um, I think at this current time, 
we should be doing all we can to stimulate investment mm-hmm. um, and generally you know uh, infrastructure obviously we, we're almost you know I think it could be argued that um, our train and road network is increasingly third world mm-hmm. I don't think it's it's an overstatement to say that so um, you know we, we need to do something about it fast because you know certainly those of us that live in uh, in around the M5 like we do um, it, it it almost seems to be every week, doesn't it, Armstrong? Mm-hmm. That uh, there's a major problem on the motorway, and uh, one can only see that getting worse. Oh, dearie me! Um, one thing I did um, notice is the entrepreneurs' relief did not change, which was uh, from a previous <laughs> podcast. That was a little thing you were worried about, I know. Um, well, there was a slight change insofar as uh, oh. the uh, requirement went from 12 months ah, to 24 yes. months. Yes. yes, just to yes. show that I... I, I just it. keeping you on the ball, Mr. Waite. Yes, as, as Mr. Armstrong is sat with notes and I have no notes. By the, <laughs> uh, by the way, listeners, I'd just like to point out, just to show off. <laughs> yes, ah, that's it. So we're for a two-year qualifying period from one year. Do you see this as a reasonable compromise from, from losing it altogether? I don't know, I don't know about compromise. It's just, it's just obviously... Um, I mean, what, to be honest, one year is not a very long time, is it? So, mm. so two years is. Um, I don't think really think anyone can complain too much about that. Um, some of the, uh, I think one of the, the probably the biggest worries we ought to cover uh, financial services sort of aspects, particularly um, out of respect to our our chums Forte Financial Services. Um, so uh, there was considerable discussion uh, and, and indeed some worry about uh, some sort of raid on pensions. Uh, probably abolishing a uh, higher rate tax relief on on pension contributions, possibly capping uh, the level of, um, of of cash that one could put into uh, into pensions. But I'm pleased to say that didn't happen. Hmm. Uh, and I suspect that was a cynical exercise because the government is currently clinging on for dear life, really, uh, very very vulnerable to a to a snap election. So I think. Um, uh, they realised that uh, any any such uh, measures would would be penalising their own supporters. Mm, so I think I it's uh, it's not one that's going to go away, though, Armstrong. I think it's uh, it's a it's, it's a measure that we will see uh, come back uh, probably in the lifetime of this parliament. I see. And the special capital allowance reduced from six percent from eight percent. That's quite an interesting one. Yes, I mean that, that probably is of uh, comparatively little uh, interest to most of our listeners. Um, so we're talking here. Drew's talking about um, uh, an, uh, an allowance uh, on, on buildings where you have um, bits of the building which effectively um, uh, qualify for capital allowances, and these are sort of uh, long, long life type features. Um, and um, that allowance has been reduced from eight percent to six percent, and the reason given for that was to to be in line with more to be in line with the counting policy mm-hmm. for uh, for similar assets. Although um, I have to say I'm not sure uh, that we have many sets of accounts where uh, we're applying six percent depreciation. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. but um, oh, I just thought yes, there is one. There was one. Um, there was one uh, good piece of news. Uh, it's not not exactly going to make everyone rich, but. Uh, it's still welcome because uh, until this budget, uh, for a long time now, probably over 10 years, there has been no available capital allowances for expenditure on buildings. Mm. So um, I think it's from 2020, there's going to be a new 2% uh, 
allowance on commercial, commercial buildings. Mm. Doesn't apply to the residential sector. Now, of course, uh, those of you who listen to this podcast who are wise enough to have um, the best firm of of advisors doing a R and D for you, haha, that's our arms oh. <laughs> uh, yes. Then one of the things we do. Um, uh, as well as the R&D tax credits, uh, we very much focus on um, what's called R&D capital allowances. Uh, R&D capital allowances are probably even less well-known than R&D uh, credits. And um, one of the really good things about... Well, apart from the fact they're unlimited, which is obviously a huge a huge thing in itself, um, you, can, you can claim the full allowance on uh, any building, any use of a building that's, um, that's used for R&D purposes. Mm. Uh, that also applies, for instance, to say a van that a scientist was driving around in. Because oh, okay. people people don't tend to know that, so th- there's a lot more out there. One of the things, uh, as you know, Armstrong, our our mission is very much to make sure that the whole SME market um, is serviced with the best possible tax advice. There are a huge number of tax reliefs that most people don't even know about. Uh, things that affect. Things like theatre, film... Creative tax rate. Yeah. Yes. Brass bands, even. Mm-hmm. Um, things that affect uh, land, uh, video games, cartoons, all sorts of things. And our mission is very much to bring these to you, the public. Mm-hmm. And you should be happy to know that we're creating some, some fact sheets about those creative tax reliefs. Uh, that's going to be out for you guys to see on the web, so you can... Get that information. Well done, Armstrong. Good stuff. Absolutely excellent. I think, um, I th- well, unless you want to talk more about any, any points of the budget, I think that covers quite a lot of the key areas. Um, yes. I don't think I could talk anymore, to be honest, Armstrong. Well, I think, yes. I, I, I think I've tried to... Yeah, it wasn't a... It wasn't a you know, a budget that was, uh, that was intended, I think, to, um, to be innovative or, or to... Um, close any particular loopholes or stimulate anything it was it, as i say it was a budget uh, that, that was a concentrating on spending so mm. that's it's um ah it, one thing i was going to ask is, is is there could be um could it change post brexit like could, oh i see what you mean like, well could, the, the chancellor made it quite clear that in the event of a no deal brexit that he would have to have um an emergency budget mm. um this this budget contained, I think it was five hundred million pounds provision for um, a fund to help with the, Bre- the Brexit procedure and uh, life post Brexit. Um, it's difficult to see actually um, what what would change. Uh, I guess to some extent, uh, it depends really how how badly we'd fallen out with Europe mm. and exactly what a No Deal Brexit looked like. Uh, my personal view being that cynical is uh i think we're we're, we're just all being treated like children it's a it's a it's a game between the europeans and ourselves uh which will go down to the wire and then suddenly the rabbit will jump out of the bag or hat what is it oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, if it's anyone knows general. the answer to that please please um would they email us does the rabbit jump out of the hat or does it jump out of the bag i think it's the hat sir yeah, I do as well. jump out of the bag as well um, so I think that that's that's enough for this week. That covers everything we wanted to talk about. We have a, another tune from Jono that he's picked this week, and I would just like to quote Jono here 
in the email that he sent me picking the tune and he said I thought as Aspen Waite are never too proud to act for any size business on any matter pertaining to business in any place <laughs> then everyone's a winner you've hey. guessed it it's everyone's a winner baby by oh, Hot, Hot Chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> 